Welcome to the ERC show of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development Podcast. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guests today are Simon Stephens from Atlantic Technological University in Ireland and Crystal Miller from the University of Ulster in UK. They both published an article entitled Business Incubation as a Community of Practice, an Emergent Cultural Web. It will be published in Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Taylor and Francis. Simon, Crystal, welcome to our podcast. Good afternoon. Thanks. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic? And what is the question you aim to answer? Okay, so... Crystal and I, it's like many academics, I suppose, we spend a lot of time visiting other universities, other campuses across um, Ireland, the UK, Europe. And me in particular, I spend a lot of time visiting business incubation centres as they sort of manifest themselves in these different campuses. So some are science and technology parks, some are very much an incubation uh, centre or location. Some are much smaller, like maybe only a single room or entity. Um, and as I visited mainly the business incubation centers, because they're the focus of the paper, um, I was always really impressed. I, you know, they're new, shiny buildings, uh, look very impressive, the sort of building you want to go into, uh, very much like the office of a large corporation, a multinational. You, you see it and think, God, oh, that'd be a nice place to work and be uh, and be in. So when I went inside the buildings, equally impressive, um, very much a place you'd like to be part of. But I started to think that they weren't like the offices of a multinational corporation, that the internal dynamics, the way people moved around them or maybe didn't move around them, the sort of connection between the people inside uh, the buildings wasn't wasn't quite what I expected. Um, and I started to wonder why that was, why in similar buildings, similar layout, similar design, um, where people did interact a lot, these business incubation centers, I didn't see it or I didn't feel that there was something uh, going on. And I, I, I sort of went to Crystal and I said, you know, this is what I'm seeing when I'm there. Uh, and I'm not totally clear why there isn't more interaction, more evidence of a culture or a way of doing things. And I asked Crystal then to help me sort of figure out if there's a gap or, or something that that's missing in the literature around this area that maybe we could we could look at. So then Crystal came in to to shine some light on the topic. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, you know, I suppose we took the, the issue in, in practice and then decided to, to study it. Um, a lot of research to date really is focused on incubation in the sense of university incubation and looking at um, perhaps more formal structures, looking at, um, you know, the, the different um, mechanisms that's involved in incubation, but less is really known on the environment within an incubation centre. Um, it's often assumed, you know, a lot of papers, a lot of research talks about the importance of culture, the importance of a supportive environment, but um, very little research has actually explored what is um, the key components that uh, make up this environment, that makes up this culture within business incubation and, um, and how that really can impact upon the deliverables, the success, the experiences of these different firms. So that's really, you know, the rationale um, is 
we're hoping you know through this paper we can um, spread some insight into the um, cultural elements of business incubators and how we can really think about them as being communities of practice how we can think about developing their culture um, and hopefully then have a knock-on effect in helping these firms what are the main uh, contributions of this paper so when you read the literature about business incubation i think it focuses on two key two key issues one is the facilities and i've kind of alluded to that earlier that it's very much about the building and the layout of the building the types of space that are available in the building and then it's also about the services that somebody might access the entrepreneur might access uh, within within the building and within business incubation and that's interesting from a design point of view I don't think that it does enough to tell us about how the business incubation center um, should operate. So as Crystal was mentioning then, we, we've been thinking about the internal environment, what's happening inside the organization, and that's where we're looking to make a contribution. Um, and then something that came up in our research, which became kind of a core bit of the contribution, and we'll talk about it towards the end in the findings, is that the literature sort of infers that you build a facility for the entrepreneur, you build the services around or within that facility for the entrepreneur. It's very much about the entrepreneur taking from the facility and less so about the entrepreneur contributing to the facility. And I think that's where I started to see the contribution we could make, because, as I said, you know, you had these offices, these corporate offices and people are working in one collective organization contributing to its culture. Whereas perhaps in the business incubation centers, there's a little bit more take from the center than there is contributing back into it. So that's how we we started to frame it. And then Crystal started to look at maybe, OK, where's the gap in the literature? What's the contribution specifically we're going to make to the the, the literature? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think is, you know, Simon had alluded, like we know very little in the literature about culture. Um, obviously, it's very difficult to capture culture, to look at culture. It's a very tacit concept. Um, and, you know, thinking about um, how what a culture is, it can be, you know, it, someone's experiences. It can mean different things to different people. So our contribution really is to provide explanatory mechanisms in order to explain and understand culture within business incubators, which to date has not really been explored, particularly within these particular types of incubators, which weren't, as I mentioned, weren't in university incubation centers. They were business in incubation centers that are regionally based. Um, often they, you know, didn't have an affiliation with the university. Some might have loose relationships, but they, you know, weren't directly related to a university where that particular context also is underexplored. So we provide these micro level insights into these different activities that underpin the culture of the business incubation centers. Um, we also um, expand understanding on how these centers can and should be considered communities of practice, which again, there's many gaps in the literature um, relating to understanding the functions of communities of practices, how they can relate in different contexts, how we can um, really stimulate them. And we provide um, key, as I said, micro level insights into that. 
Um, and then lastly, we do actually develop, um, well, we expand on um, the cultural web paradigm and we develop um, various different facets of understanding the underpinning um, cultural paradigm of a business incubation centre um, as being a core output of our study. What was for you the main theoretical or maybe methodological challenge or challenges in addressing such a question? I think that the main challenge we face is that Everybody's interested in culture. It's a term people use, misuse a lot. It, it appears, uh, you know, in the academic literature, not specifically on business incubation, but it does uh, in terms of business communities or ecosystems. And then it was how we were going to capture this. How are we going to find out what the culture uh, is like? So, you know, I looked at the, the literature and how people go about doing this. Um, qualitative research, good option interviewing key participants in a particular culture, good option. Um, so we went with that approach um, to try and, you know, try and get people to talk about what happens when they're in the business incubation centre. So you can't go in and, and ask somebody, you know, what's the culture in your business incubation centre? You got to ask them to describe their life in that business incubation centre. So the challenge was capturing the culture. The solution we felt was interviews where people told us very much a story based account of their working week, uh, their normal working week, their interactions in that working week. Uh, and that allowed us to get some insights uh, into what was happening in the BIC in terms of the culture. Then the next bit of the solution was to try and frame that in terms of some sort of theory. So we looked at communities of practice as a good starting point. Uh, and that helped us quite a bit to understand what was working, what perhaps what was not working within the business incubation centre. But we needed something to bring it all together. And that's why we use Johnson's Cultural Web. We felt that that's a good illustration. It's something that the reader of the article can go to relatively quickly, look at it. And I think to most people who are interested in culture, um, it's a simple way of capturing culture. But when you start to look at the components within the in the web that we've created, it starts to tell you an awful lot about what is or isn't happening uh, within a business inc incubation centre. So I think that was the main challenge. And I think the way we went about it is, is sensible. Yeah, I suppose the other the other challenge which I'm sure every researcher faces that it was during COVID. So um so we had to collect the data, I suppose, digitally, which luckily um Simon has a lot of good um social capital and, and networks built up within because as we know, collecting data via, you know, video conferencing, I suppose we're all used to it now, but um but for particularly some of these types of businesses, you know trying to build that trust so they would tell us the story. So it was all about storytelling in order to really un unravel elements of culture, because as we know, culture is embedded within symbols, various different mechanisms and teasing that out in order to really grasp what the culture was, um, you know, was challenging. Um, and it took, you know, we, we luckily did have a good bit of time in speaking to the participants to try and tease that out. And that also, I suppose, um, led to some interest in, um, findings in regards to, um, you know, thinking about culture and even unexpected findings, um, you know, in regards to how, you know, incubators perhaps work now in the, the day of the digital age, uh, perhaps. During your research journey, what was your biggest surprise or the most counterintuitive result? So I think we had a few, some um, some we, we, we didn't sort of expect. I mean, I think if you take the, the literature is very much about facilities and design and location. So the design 
of BICs is very much taken from designs that work, layouts that work in the corporate world. But because the participants are not all part of the one corporation, um, the culture and the way of working doesn't, you know, doesn't manifest itself as as much as the literature perhaps um, would indicate. Uh, I think the second thing we found that was slightly surprising was that, you know, the um, the entrepreneur has to contribute a lot into the BIC to create this community of practice, uh, and that's a community of practice from which they will get a lot back. But many of the entrepreneurs are in the centre to get from that centre, particularly in terms of access to services. And it perhaps needs to just be clearer to everybody involved that it's a very much an active participant. You nearly have to adopt a citizenship towards being in the, the business incubation centre, if that if that makes sense. And then the, the last kind of counterintuitive thing we found was that it's the pattern of work and the working week that is a, a key part of people identifying with the culture. So certainly I thought that, you know, being an entrepreneur would be a shared identity because everybody's in there trying to create a business and perhaps they might see each other slightly different on whether it was a service or, an, or a technology-based uh, startup or what it was. But in fact, what came across a lot was it was the pattern of work. So the people who worked nine to five, Monday to Friday, saw themselves as very different to the people who were maybe in there early in the morning, in there sporadically during the week, maybe working late at night. And that was something that we weren't we weren't expecting. Yeah. And, you know, I suppose leading on from that, then the business incubator manager then often worked nine to five as well. So trying to develop a culture where the business incubator manager plays a key role. Um, these diverse working patterns, which I mentioned, you know, was in, I suppose, in the middle of COVID as well as, um, you know, entrepreneurs by default, perhaps working, um, you know, very ad hoc hours, depending on their individual circumstances, really impacts the ability of the business incubation centre to build a coherent culture between the different participants due to, like Simon said, the different patterns working hours where they did, some of them did identify they struggled to really identify with um, each other, which all impacts the culture and the environment and the ability to learn from each other. Um, so I think that was definitely surprising and something I think needs explored a bit further in regards to um, working patterns, identity, how business incubators can really forge those social relationships um, and learning between individuals who maybe don't see themselves as being alike. What are the main implications of your work for entrepreneurs, managers, policymakers, practitioners in general? Um, so two I would pick out. One is that the entrepreneur going into any support mechanism, support program, training initiative, uh, workshop style environment or a formal business incubation centre needs to go in and understand that they have to contribute to that community that's in there. Um, at the moment, it's probably seen as an organic process. They do a bit of networking. Maybe they connect with some people within the, the organization or within the culture. Um, but it probably needs to be much more than that. And they need to spread themselves across the organization, uh, engage with everybody that's in there, even if they believe them to be on a different journey or whatever. I think that's important to build in the overall strength of the center. So that, that's the first implication. And the second one is, um, meet lots of brilliant managers, people running these centers, doing their most. Um, 
a little tweak to their remit if they understood that they were the manager of the physical centre, but also the manager of a community of practice. And so their activities, their interventions during a normal week, normal month, normal year were focused on making it the best centre possible. That's what most of them do already. But the second bit is key, you know, contributing to growing a community of practice, looking at the various steps in developing a community practice and intervening there where, where needed to nudge the, the people who are in the centre to move towards a community of practice mindset. I think those two, um, they're the two main implications from what we what we discovered. Um, you know, just building on that, I suppose, you know, in our paper, we identify how these business incubation centres are, you know, regionally based. So they are very context specific. Um, a key output of our research is that we do develop a, a framework and a model um, in regards to helping um, practitioners and managers, uh, well, managers of these business incubation centres in order to help think about their culture and their environment. So we build upon the work of the cultural web um, and we identify different key elements that's important for developing their own culture, which they have to adapt, you know, depending on their regional context. Um, so identify things like fostering a community of being in it together, which obviously is going to be very specific. Um, how they do that's going to be specific, depending on the types of firms, the working hours, the patterns. Um, so we tease that out, um, you know, in, in our paper that they can really use that. Also things such as um, emphasizing, like Simon had said, you know, um, the entrepreneurs Given things on, given things back, and trying to be there in the incubator at certain times to build that community together because they will get more out of it. You know, thinking about the brand of the incubator, thinking about the role of the manager. Um, you know, we tease out these different um, antecedents that really will help them build their own culture. So, um, there's real key takeaways there for um, business incubator managers. Thanks a lot, Christelle and Simon, for participating to our show and presenting your paper entitled Business Incubation as a Community of Practice, an Emergent Cultural Web. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship.com and on the main podcast platforms.